Okay, welcome in to the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. My name is Scott, your host of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Wanna wanna thank uh, my producers, Alex Nunnery, for being patient with me this week. We've had a bit of a long podcast. Even had a a friend that passed away. Um, so there's going to be a lot of stuff packed into this uh, episode and show. This is, uh, you know, actually episode show number fifty eight of the Teal Shirt Report podcast on this episode. We're, we're going to talk about the Jaguars before the London game, and we're going to talk about the Jaguars after the London game. We got college football stuff, SEC uh, power rankings, the latest power rankings for the SEC. I'm um, going to talk about, sadly, about my my friend J.C. Outlaw that passed away. He, he had done uh, 37 years of play-by-play football for the Camden County High School Wildcats. I just found out about this. On November second, he passed away on on October thirty first on Monday. So I, I do want to remember the late J.C. Outlaw. In fact, dedicate this particular uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast to J.C. Outlaw. Great guy. Um, really gave his life to high school football, play by play for years. Thirty seven years of doing Camden County High School football. Quite an accomplishment. I told his. One of his best friends, Robbie Mumford, who let me know the the sad news that J.C. had passed away. He knew I would want to know. Uh, This is episode show number uh, 58, and this is just kind of a little introduction to what we're going to do. We're going to talk about high school football, college football, Uh, sadly, the passing of J.C. Outlaw. He was 66, by the way. Uh, His service is up in Woodbine, Georgia. He lived in St. Mary's. Georgia and that Kings Bay area and the kids that go to Camden County High School and play football up there primarily from, I believe, Woodbine, St. Mary's and Kingsland and surrounding areas. Great football program at Camden County High School. Most years, a very, very good football team. J.C. Outlaw, what an accomplishment. 37 years of play-by-play. He got a little bit ill and had to stop uh, doing play-by-play back in 2020 a couple of years ago, and now he has sadly uh, succumbed and uh, has succumbed and uh, passed away. It was so sad, to, so sad to hear about that. I, I really was a um, great guy. Uh, so we're going to talk about the late J.C. Outlaw on this podcast. Jaguars football, of course, North Florida Entertainment. High school football scores from actually last week. Um, and I know Alex Nunnery is going to cover some games this week. Uh, so we're going to talk high school football, college football, Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and more. A lot of things have happened. Um, the Auburn coach, Brian Harson got fired finally. We thought they were going to wait till the end of the season. I guess it's getting close enough toward the end of the season. The interim, I believe the interim athletic director hired him. The athletic director, who I guess resigned maybe before the season started, hired him. But Brian Harson is gone. Rumors on who may take the job. I've heard a couple of names. There's been a couple of assistant coaches, I think, on Brian Harson's staff that were mentioned, but I don't see them getting the job. I'm sure there's going to be a fresh slate, would be my guess at Auburn. The first name I heard was Deion Sanders. Um, There's been some rumblings about Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, but maybe at this juncture it'd be a lateral move. The Auburn fans don't want to hear that. Auburn, heck, they won a national championship here, not – that many years ago be a great job for Deion Sanders if they hire him 
and if he wants to take it, I would tend to think he would take it. Um, he's at uh, HBC uh, Jackson State. They beat Southern uh, last week. There's a lot of you know popularity around Dion. I believe ESPN Game Day was there at the Jackson State Southern game. Dion brings a lot of charisma and you know a different type of atmosphere and. College football's changing with the NIL deals. Deion's got some players on the NIL deals, even at Jackson State. Amazing. Amazing. But, you know, he's he's that he has that type of persona and personality. So we'll see what happens. A lot of things coming up. We'll talk about it right here today on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. A lot going on. If you know, you can listen to some of the, the podcasts now, later, whenever. We've got uh, you can go back to old episodes and listen to anytime we're up, you know, 24 seven with the latest podcast. You can go back and listen to the old shows too. This, my friends is episode show number 58 of the Teal shirt report, uh, the, the Teal shirt report podcast. I'm getting tongue tied this morning. This is episode. I have to check my episode counter on how many episodes we've got. This is, yes, this is in fact, episode show number 58 of the Teal shirt report podcast coming right at you now. Thank you so much. Uh, for listening. I, I do want to mention Elegant Time Travel. Uh, you know, one of our uh, sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. If you've ever thought about going to the Hall of Fame, uh, well, Tony Maselli was wanting to get in and he finally got in. And uh, it took, you know, I think he should have got in probably two years ago. Fred Taylor's next up on the docket for the Jaguars. Hopefully he gets in in the next year or two. And maybe Jimmy Smith after that. But elegant time travel, they can take you to the Hall of Fame. You can take a look at the Tony Baselli bust, uh, old videos. Man, there's so much to see at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And again, Mr. our friend Mr. D.D. McDermott is putting it all together, uh, taking buses up there. I think it's, what, four days, three nights, free breakfast, things of that nature. He can give you all the, uh, certainly D.D. McDermott can give you all the details. Elegant time travel, of course. Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment presents Going to the Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, in Canton, Ohio, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Hey, sports fans, come along with us to a sacred area for sports fans, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott by phone, 904-442-3810, or email D.D. McDermott. At Dawn, D A W N, D A W N, that's Dawn, D A W N, McDermott, M C, D E R M O T T, 32218 at yahoo.com. That's Don McDermott, 32218 at yahoo.com. Better yet, just pick up the phone and call DD McDermott about the Hall of Fame trip. His phone number is 904 442 3810. 3810. Man, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, that's a lot of fun. And, you know, I know not everybody's gone. This may be your opportunity to go to Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, again, book your trip for the 2023 trip in June of next year to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott by phone at 904-442-3810. I believe you can text him also, but give him a call. If you've got questions, ask him 904-442-3810. You can either book your trip with D.D. McDermott or ask questions if you're thinking about booking a trip. Call D.D. McDermott about this Hall of Fame trip. His phone number again, 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810. 
Uh, also, we're brought to you by Salsa Realty and Capital for your North Florida real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, commercial real estate. Salsa Realty, you can find their link to their website. Go to our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll all the way down to the 24-7 weather information on our website. Scroll all the way down the homepage of bigjreport.com. You'll find the North Florida weather information 24-7. For Saucerility, well, Saucerility and Capital, their link will be right in the middle of our weather report. Saucerility and Capital for, you know, home, you know, whether it's home or residential real estate, business or commercial, Larry Saucer and his staff can take care of you right here in North Florida and surrounding areas. Uh, Larry uh, is sanctioned to, to do real estate in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak Lake City, and most areas in between and even a little bit south of this area, too. Also, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And the Mad Max Mix, the internet radio, the internet radio Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max, Mad Max Mix, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Uh, you'll find a link to the uh, Wednesday night show by going to the Neighbors 2 section at BigJReport.com or even the Outside the Box section at BigJReport.com. We're moving right into this uh, podcast. A uh, lot coming up uh, here on episode episode show uh, number 58 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, thank you for listening. Got a lot of high school football reports coming up. High school football scoreboard, college football scoreboard, Alex Nunnery's reports and interviews, and so much more. Keep it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. More coming up. Hey, you're, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Going to talk about the Jaguars going to London. I heard a stat earlier in the week that the Jaguars all-time were like 4-4 four and four in London. They've had a couple of bad losses. I remember the 49ers loss several years ago was just a rout. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Jaguars pretty good as well. I remember a touchdown pass from Brother Blake Bortles. To Alan Hearns to win the game against Buffalo in London. So there's a history there. There's eight games that have been played approximately. And this will be number nine. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars playing the Denver Broncos in London. And again, the Jaguars go into the game as a favorite. Hey, we've heard this song and dance before, right? Jaguars were a favorite. Over the Giants by what was it, uh, three points or close to three points, I believe, before before kickoff. Giants won the game. Quarterback Daniel Jones, uh, man, I I had heard he became, I think he was, what was, the, what was he, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week or something? He got over 100 yards rushing. Uh The running back, Saquon Barkley, got over 100 yards rushing. So the Giants essentially got over 200 yards rushing against the Jaguars. That was a big key to the game. Maybe even bigger than the four-down play that I mentioned might have been the biggest play of the game. I think it was probably the biggest play of the game. 
But overall, in the summation of the game, the Giants uh, running the ball for well over 200 yards. The Jaguars' defense could really not stop the Giants. When they got an interception, they got called back, right? And we've seen that same song and dance, um, you know, the last three weeks or so. The Jaguars in a tailspin of four-game losing streak. So there's nothing ever nice about a four-game losing streak, even if you're losing the games relatively close, as the Jaguars have. And there's been some news this week. Running back James Robinson has been traded to the New York Jets for a six-round pick. If Robinson plays a substantial amount of the snaps, the six-round pick, I believe, goes to a fifth-round pick for the Jaguars in 2023. Now, James Robinson was signed by the Jaguars back in 2020 as an undrafted free agent. So... Getting any kind of draft pick for Robinson is kind of like, man, that's a win, right? I don't know. There's some Jaguars fans that are not happy about the move. Um, It's definitely a move saying that, hey, we're probably not going to be able to keep Robinson in the next couple of years. Going to have to move him, not, not pay him the bigger money. And you've got, Travis, running back Travis Etienne, playing well, even though he he had a fumble in the Giants game. He scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion in the Giants game and had a great yards per carry average, and he's playing well. You know, he, he did fumble the ball. He dropped a screen pass, but other than that, Travis Etienne played superb football, right? So you're at the point where... General manager Trent Baalke has to weigh, hey, do we need a second really good running back or can we move him, get a draft pick, which will be a six-round pick or or maybe more likely a fifth-round pick if James Robinson goes to the Jets as he's, he's been traded to the Jets. The Jets made the deal primarily because their running back went down with an ACL, their young running back. I believe he was a rookie, actually, or is a rookie. And he went down with, a, I believe, a season-ending ACL injury. James Robinson, running back James Robinson, went down with a season-ending injury late last year, battled back. Man, James Robinson, running back James Robinson, has a heart of a lion. And I wish him well. I really do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for him to do well for the New York Jets. He's going to get a chance to play more, get more carries. And I think he's going to get, he's actually going to get more and more healthy as the season goes along, coming off that injury that he came off late in the 2021 season. So the move has mixed emotions because running back James Robinson clearly was a fan favorite. So it's either, you know, I I know we put a post out there on Facebook, um, do you like this move? Um, is it a bad move or is it good business? On the surface, it really looks like good business to the fan base and a lot of fans that really love James Robinson. It's a they feel like it's a bad move. Time will tell. Um, I think the the key in the entire thing is going to be 
Does running back Travis Etienne coming off a Liz Frank injury last year, does he make it healthy in a healthy way through the entire 2022 season? Let's hope Let's hope so, right? Um, the Jaguars are a three-point favorite over the Denver Broncos. I, I hear quarterback Russell Wilson is going to play. Will that mean much? Is quarterback Russell Wilson as good as he was? Probably not. Does he still have some more good football left in him? Possibly. And I, I heard a lot of people on uh, sports radio say, man, it's going to be criminal if the Jaguars allow any more than 13 points to the Denver Broncos, coached by one Nate Hackett, who he seems like he's already on the hot seat after, uh, what, uh, seven weeks into the season? Jaguars are two and five. Denver's off to a, a rough and inauspicious start. And the Jaguars, who have played some some pretty bad defense here recently, a lot of people think the Jaguars will rise up and you know it's going to be a low-scoring game. Maybe Trevor Lawrence will be the difference in winning this game. And, you know, perhaps a bad Denver offense and Trevor Lawrence playing a little bit better of late step up and win the game. Let's hope so. The Jaguars I had heard were like four and four in London. So we'll see what happens. The Jaguars a three point uh, favorite in this one in the game this Sunday. As you know, it's an early start. The London game is going to be at about 930 in the morning. Um, again, the Jaguars are a um, three point favorite. This is the Sunday morning, October 30th game at 930 a.m. Uh, it's going to be at Wembley Stadium. Let's see. Uh, coverage by Fox Sports 1. Jaguars a three-point favorite, as I mentioned. And again, the game kicks off at Wembley Stadium in, De- in uh, I almost said Denver. Wembley Stadium in London. It'll be this Sunday morning, October 30th at 9.30 in the morning at Wembley Stadium in London. So talking about the Jaguars, we want to mention the Teal Shirt Report podcast, of course, uh, being brought to you by many, many fine sponsors, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. See Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty and Capital. You can find the link. You can absolutely uh, find the link to the uh, website. Resourcerility and capital by going to our main website, bigjreport.com. It's also the best place to be able to listen to this podcast uh, because you scroll the homepage and you can listen to this podcast by scrolling our homepage. There is a link. In fact, the anchor feed is is always up there, the very, you know, the very uh, latest episode. And this particular episode is episode show number 58 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're also brought to you by Elegant Time Travel. They're going to have a really a a nice trip to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And if you've never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, heck, I've never been there. Um, Be a great place to go. Tony Baselli's in there, right? It took a couple more years than I I thought it should, but Tony Baselli is obviously in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, so you can check out his bust. Um, I mean, there's players uh, that are there in the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, from the really the entire history of the NFL. If you'd like to go, I know D.D. McDermott is um, uh, running a trip. That's uh, D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel. Uh, 
and Dark Diamond Entertainment presenting Going to the Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, on, um, let's see, June the 8th through June the 12th. I believe it's four days, three nights, free breakfast. Great trip. Going to take some buses up there. And uh, hey, sports fans, uh, come along uh, with us to a sacred uh, area for sports fans, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Book your trip by contacting uh, D.D. McDermott by phone at uh, 904-442-3810. That is 904-442-3810. Please call D.D. McDermott. Book your trip or ask questions if you're interested perhaps in going. Call D.D. McDermott again. His phone number is uh, area code 904 uh, right here in Jacksonville. That's area code 904 442-3810, or you can email D.D. McDermott at Don, that's D-A-W-N, Don McDermott, D-A-W-N, M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T, 32218 at yahoo.com. That's Don McDermott, 32218 at yahoo.com. Look forward to seeing you on the trip at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Next year in 2023, the trip is going to run June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. If you're interested in going, you have questions, or if you'd like to book your trip, you can call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810 and tell him you heard about it on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We also have an ad for uh, D.D. McDermott's uh, Hall of Fame uh, trip to Canton, Ohio, on our website at bigjreport.com. We appreciate the... uh, Uh, The sponsorship uh, from Elegant Time Travel right here at BigJReport.com and the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Also, uh, LakeUvalaHits.com, great internet radio where where it's it's all good. They've got uh, Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. Rock Saturday, obviously, is on Saturdays. Uh, There's recognizable hits during banker's hours, Monday through Friday, from morning through afternoon. And late at night, um, I know LakeUfallahits.com has put together some album tracks, deep cuts, and some unique songs late at night at LakeUfallahits.com. That's LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. Don't forget about the Mad Max Mix. The uh, Wednesday night music request show. I know I've been, I've, you know, I've been out of town for a while. Got back and uh, it's been busy catching up on things. And I uh, messaged Max and said I missed this past Wednesday night show, but uh, we're going to catch the next show. Hopefully, we'll be able to. I know Max has done some uh, some improvements with the way he does his interviews. Is what I was told a few weeks ago. So. We'll see if we can get interviewed by Mad Max on the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. It is the Wednesday night, the Internet Radio Wednesday night musical quest show at madmaxmix.weebly.com. We have the links on our website in the Neighbors 2 section at bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. Easy to click on links in the Neighbors 2 section or the Outside the Box section for the Mad Max Mix on Wednesday nights. It's the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest Show from 6 until 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time with Mad Max playing pop classics, classic rock, 
Uh, Max has a story for almost every song he plays. We have an article about uh, Max in the the Outside the Box section of BigJReport.com. You'll find a link there as well. And in the Neighbors 2 section near our concert listings, you'll find a link as well for the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. That's Mad Max, the Mad Max Mix with Mad Max. Wednesday nights, the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show. That is the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show from 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 o'clock Eastern Time with Mad Max. He does a great show. Check him out. Now, he's a Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm a Florida Gator fan, but we hey, we get along fine. The game is this week in Jacksonville on Saturday. Georgia's like a 22-point favorite. RV City opened up. Let's see. RV City opened up, I believe, yesterday on uh, Wednesday. It was opened by Wednesday. RV City, where the RVs, uh, you know, come in and uh, the, the folks that are in those RVs, enjoy themselves out there in the parking lot at the stadium or wherever they're allowing them to park RVs. RV City is open, though. Georgia is at this juncture. Last I heard a a day or two ago, I checked the line. We'll check it again also on this podcast before we go. Georgia is actually a 22-point favorite over Florida. It's a nationally televised game. It's a 3-30 game. It is a 3-30 game. Uh, this uh, Saturday afternoon. And let's see, that's going to come up this Saturday. It's already Thursday as we record this podcast. That game's going to come up this Saturday, October the 29th, a 3.30 kickoff. On this podcast you're listening to right now, the um, Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 58, we're going to attempt in just a few minutes to put together the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings for all 14 teams. We got that coming up. Uh, We'll talk some more Jaguars. Keep it right here. You're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital. For your real estate needs, whether it's home, uh, residential, business, or commercial real estate, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital on our website at bigjreport.com. Make sure you scroll all the way down. On the home page, all the way down to where you get to the 24-7 North Florida weather information. And you'll find a link for Saucer Realty and Capital about halfway through the weather report. So we're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital, uh, Elegant Time Travel, D.D. McDermott, an elegant time travel running uh, trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, next year, uh, I believe it's June 8th through June the 12th. Just give D.D. McDermott a call. Um, and I'll tell you, D.D. McDermott uh, putting together that trip. If you got questions, please give him a call. Uh, his phone number again for Elegant Time Travel. That's Elegant Time Travel in, in Dark Diamond Entertainment. Uh, you can certainly call about the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip in 2023 to Canton, Ohio, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Contact D.D. McDermott at 904-442. 3810-904-442-3810. So we're brought to you by Saucerility and Capital, Elegant Time Travel. That is uh, Elegant Time Travel in uh, Dark Diamond Entertainment. Uh, com. great internet radio where it's all good. And the Mad Max Mix, the internet radio Wednesday night music request show at madmaxmix.weebly.com. 
So we've got a lot coming up. You're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We've got the SEC Power Rankings coming up. We'll talk more, more Jaguars as well. Jaguars, again, a favorite. They're on a four-game losing streak, but they're a three-point favorite in London against the Denver Broncos. We're expecting Russell Wilson to play, but maybe it's not the Russell Wilson we've seen in the past. Does he have good football left? We may find out the answer to that question in London. Sunday morning about 9.30 in London, England at Wembley Stadium, kickoff at 9.30. We'll talk more about the Jaguars, your uh, SEC power rankings, and more coming up. You're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. Okay, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The uh, Jaguars three point, um, the three points they were favored by over Denver actually shrunk to about one and a half points right before kickoff. We're going to talk about the Jaguars game. Time is moving along. It is already um, already Sunday, October the thirtieth. We promised to check the SEC power rankings, the BigJReport.com. SEC power rankings in conjunction with uh, college football from uh, Saturday, October the 29th. Uh, some big ones on Saturday, Arkansas 41, Auburn 27, the final. Uh, the game in Jacksonville, the Georgia Bulldogs um, were favored by 22 or 22 and a half points. They won by 22 points. Boy, Vegas was right on it, right on the money with that game. Uh, Georgia 42, the Florida Gators 20, Ohio State 44, Penn State 31, the final, some offense in that game. Uh, Notre Dame outlasted Syracuse, um, Notre Dame 41, Syracuse 24. A couple of disappointing losses in a row for uh, Syracuse. They lost to Clemson last week and now Notre Dame this week. Uh, Notre Dame 41, Syracuse 24, the final. Florida State had a pretty good game against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech does not really have much of an offense. They've won some games this year. Georgia Tech has beaten Western Carolina by Duke and Pitt, but they couldn't beat Florida State. Coach Mike Norvell uh, had his offense tuned up. And, you know, Georgia Tech's defense has played well at times, but Florida State was able to score 41 points. Florida State 41, uh, Georgia Tech 16, the final score. And a big one in the Big Ten, Michigan stays undefeated. Michigan 29, Michigan State 7. Uh, TCU looking good in the Big 12. Uh, TCU, Texas Christian University, that's TCU 41. West Virginia 31, a final. Ole Miss gave Texas A&M another loss. Um, Boy, the losses are piling up for Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher doing the limbo. Ole Miss 31, Texas A&M 28. Missouri wins, I believe, their second conference game in a row now. Missouri 23, South Carolina 10, a final. Uh, the UCF Knights, Central Florida Knights 25, Cincinnati 21, a final. Big win for UCF, and I believe both of these teams are eventually going to move into the Big 12, UCF and Cincinnati, so they'll be getting used to playing each other. And how about this? Tennessee was, I think, favored by 12 points in this game, and they ended up just blowing Kentucky out. It surprised me the 
you know, the largeness of the route. I mean, Tennessee 44, the Kentucky Wildcats 6, a uh, big volunteer uh, blowout win on Saturday night, October the 29th of 2022. How do these games affect the SEC power rankings? The BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Well, Georgia's at the top coming off that 22-point uh, win over Florida. Georgia's 8-0, got them number one in the, the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Georgia number one at 8-0. Tennessee is 8-0 at number two. Alabama's number three at seven and one. Ole Miss is eight and one in fourth. LSU is fifth at six and two. Mississippi State is sixth at five and three. Arkansas five and three, seventh in the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. How is the rest of the SEC? We'll hit the bottom half of the SEC coming up, and we'll go over, go over all the power rankings coming up. Okay, the Till Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or real estate needs. Remember, uh, Saucer Realty and Capital, go to our website at bigjreport.com, scroll all the way down to the 24-7 North Florida weather information, and you'll find the link to Saucer Realty and Capital right there in our North Florida weather on our homepage. Just make sure you scroll down uh, to uh, click on the link for Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs uh, here in North Florida. Back to the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Georgia, number one, 8-0. Tennessee, 8-0 after their – man, Tennessee just had a huge lopsided – what was it, 44-6 victory over Kentucky – Tennessee is has earned it up to the number two spot. And, hey, you know what? One and two meet next week. Georgia and Tennessee will meet uh, really for what amounts to the SEC Eastern Division title at uh, this juncture. And, uh, well, it's October 30th. That game would be played the first Saturday in November, I believe. So you got Georgia number one at 8 and 0. Tennessee number two at eight and zero. Alabama on the western side is seven and one. Ole Miss is fourth at eight and one. Got LSU rising. LSU fifth with some big wins of late. LSU six and two on the season and fifth in the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. I got the Pirate at number six. You know he owns a victory. Um, what over uh, Texas A and M uh, this year. Mississippi State is sixth in the power rankings. Mississippi State is five and three. Mississippi State is sixth at five and three in the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Uh, Mississippi State again sixth at five and three. Arkansas seventh at five and three. Kentucky is eighth at five and three. South Carolina, you know, won a big game over uh, Texas A&M the week before, but now they they lost to Missouri. South Carolina, you know, kind of back and forth on the wins and losses, but they're still having a pretty good year. South Carolina, five and three, ninth in the SEC power rankings. So again, Arkansas, seventh at five and three, Kentucky, eighth at five and three, South Carolina, uh, ninth at five and three, just reviewing. I got Florida with the, um, you know, the 22 point loss against Georgia here in Jacksonville. I got Florida down the 10th at four and four. In the SEC power rankings, they've got Missouri 
at four and four. Missouri has won actually a couple of SEC conference games back to back. Let's see a victory over South Carolina, and last week, the week before, a victory over Vanderbilt. So we got Missouri gradually moving up. Missouri four and four overall. Texas A&M is just getting beat by everybody. The losses are piling up. Issues in the locker room. Texas A&M falls all the way down to 12th in the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Texas A&M is 12th to 3-5. and five. Auburn, who kind of finds themselves in a situation where they're probably going to replace their coach at the end of the year. The athletic director was fired a few weeks ago. Auburn is 3-5. and five. 13th in our BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Vanderbilt pulls up the rear as usual for, 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 for most of the time. Vanderbilt is 14th. Vanderbilt 14th at 3-5. and five. So at 14th, you got Vanderbilt at 3-5. and five. And you got Texas and Oklahoma waiting in the wings. Somebody told me the other, the other day that they're going to be coming in next year, and I'm assuming they're going to come into the SEC either next year uh, or the year after, you know, at least within the next couple of years, we'll see Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC as a 15th and 16th team in the league. That is going to do it on this Sunday, October the 30th of 2022 for the SEC Power Rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Sadly, the Jaguars take another loss, five losses in a row now, and all really close games. Who's at fault? Trevor Lawrence, who did throw a touchdown pass toward the tail end of the game, or perhaps a defense that led a, a guy like quarterback Russell Wilson, who supposedly had a sore shoulder, a sore throwing shoulder, led him march all the way down the field from deep in his own territory. And, you know, Denver put more points on the board than I think a lot of the experts thought they would. We'll talk about the Jaguars-Denver game, the fourth loss in a row for the Jaguars. We're going to talk about that. Got a high school football scoreboard coming up and North Florida Entertainment around the corner, too, on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll be right back with more. Hey, so the Jaguars uh, took a loss, five losses in a row now. Denver Broncos, the game was played in London, the Denver Broncos 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. They took some notes on the game early in the game. Some good things that happened. Andrew Key and Dewan Smoot got a sack on quarterback Russell Wilson. Seemed like Wilson woke up in the second half and had a long touchdown drive. He was hitting the tight end. Um, was it Titans named uh, Dolce or Dulce or something like that? We'll take a look at all the stats. So, but the Jaguars did end up losing this game. Um, sadly enough, the Denver Broncos 21, the Jaguars 17. The Jaguars were a three-point favorite early in the week, and then some money must have gone on the Broncos because it was almost kickoff. I checked the line. The Jaguars were down to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Christian Kirk made a big catch, big fourth quarter catch, but not enough for the Jaguars. They had a lead. They did have a lead in the second half. 
They did. They had a lead in the second half, but Russell Wilson marched the team down the field. You know, like team victories, and it's been a while, uh, the Jaguars have five straight close losses. I think the loss against Denver has got to be evenly shared with quarterback Trevor Lawrence who threw an interception late in the fourth quarter. The defense allowed Russell Wilson to go up and down the field. I, I know one time the Broncos had it deep in their own territory, and they went all the way down the field and scored. So we'll take a look at the stats. Um, the score of today's game, of course, a very difficult loss uh, for the Jaguars at at London, in London, I should say. It was uh, Denver 21 and the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. Uh, we'll take a look at the stats coming up. Hey, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to talk about this uh, tough loss for the Jaguars in London, Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. start on October the 30th. It is October the 30th after the game now. The Jaguars lose uh, to Denver. 21 to 17, the final score. Man, say it ain't so, right? Jaguars five losses in a row. Now keep in mind the Jaguars started out the game with a with a first quarter touchdown. I believe somewhere mid to late first quarter. It was a touchdown pass to Evan Ingram who scored. So the Jaguars are out in front seven to nothing in the first quarter. Jaguars kicked a field goal with Riley Patterson in, in the early part of the second quarter. This is a game in which the Jaguars actually had a 10-0 lead in this game. Is this amazing or what? And they end up losing the ball game. Um, I mean, it's just terrific that they lost this game. They've lost really uh, uh, five straight games in a row. These are pretty much all close games the Jaguars have lost. The losing streak continues. I, I heard something on sports radio. Hey, if you compare Meyer, Urban Meyer, with Doug Peterson, they both started out two and six. Is that true? Yeah, probably pretty close. So, believe it or not, though, it's a little different this year because the Jaguars are playing a lot of close games. It's a better team than last year. It's a better team. There's more talent. There really is. There's more talent on this team. The defense, though, man, they they played good early. We saw a sack uh, by uh, Dewan Smoot. I think the first sack was by defensive lineman Arden Key, defensive end Arden Key, and then Dewan Smoot got a sack. And I'm going to take a look at the stats, and I believe there was actually a third sack by Trayvon Walker. I'm going to check the stat sheet. So the Jaguars had the pressure on Russell Wilson early in the game. In fact, the first two series, I believe first two series were both three and out. Along late in the first half, and particularly the second half, Russell Wilson got tough. I mean, we're hearing on national TV that, oh, he's got a he's got a sore shoulder. Uh, don't really know the extent of the injury. So that's a little scary. You're thinking, man. Could this be career, possibly career ending for Russell Wilson? Jaguars get him backed up, and 
man, the Denver Broncos drove the length of the field. I think they started out around their own 10-yard line, maybe a little bit before the 10 or after the 10, and they drove close to 90 yards and scored a touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson found out he liked his tight end. What's the guy's name? Kind of like the... uh, kind of like the uh, sweetener Dolce. I think the guy's name was Dolce. And he I think he caught two or three passes on that drive, and they were shredding the Jaguars early, uh, or relatively early in the second half. Jaguars, again, had a 10 to nothing lead. They blew the lead. Denver grabbed a 14-10 lead. The Jaguars did come back down the field. And this was about the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jaguars did score. Uh, they did manage to score a touchdown. I know Travis Etienne scored the touchdown from like one yard out. Jaguars had a 17-14 to 14 lead, but then the defense gave up a touchdown on the other end. Um, the Jaguars had one more opportunity toward the end of the football game, and then Trevor Lawrence, I think with about a minute and a half to go, through a fatal touchdown pass. I know he wishes he had that one back. I think Trevor's got to show more focus, particularly late in the game. I'm going to say the defense, even more than Trevor, but a combination of Trevor Lawrence and especially the defense helped to create this uh, loss. Now, we had a um, what's a lot of fun, uh, even though the Jaguars lost, and now they've lost five in a row, and they've got a record of two and six. Uh, we had a post in, in Facebook, and we'll talk about it because there's a lot of people commenting on this. Five losses in a row now. What's the Jaguars' main problem now? Is it Trevor, the Jags' defense, a combination of things, or what exactly? That's a question I asked. Uh, John Madeira said Trevor is fine. The Jags just need some big play receivers. I will agree to that to a point because. I do see the Jaguars in the first round, wherever they pick, whether it's uh, 10th, 15th, or wherever they pick, depending on how the rest of this season goes. They need to go after a you know a top flight, a guy that can perhaps um, you know a guy that can can run down the field, take the top off a of defense, first round type wide receiver. I think we our offensive line seems to be improving. However. Still need an offensive line guy maybe in the second round. Maybe a tight end in the third round. Evan Ingram, who scored a touchdown uh, today and seems to be playing pretty well from the tight end position. Seems like he's relatively healthy. He's catching the ball. We are going to take a look at all the stats. But let's let's again tell you again, it was a tough loss. Uh, Denver 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17 over in London. I believe this makes the all-time record of games in London. The Jaguars now 4-5 and five in London. The Jaguars now are 2-6 and six on the season. Hey, the Jaguars won with Urban Meyer in London last year over the Dolphins. Do you remember that game? So, again, we talked about the five losses in a row now. What's the Jaguars' main problem now? Is it Trevor? Is it the Jags' defense? A combination of things? Or what exactly? So, again, John Madeira said Trevor's fine. The Jags just need some big play receivers. 
Uh, Jack Sharkman commented. He said the offensive coordinator should be replaced in London. Um, here's an economy class ticket back to the States. His predictable play calling is the main problem uh, with the offense. Um, all of the offensive talent we have is being squandered. And again, um, let's see, Jack Sharkman went on to say that Lawrence is being held back 80% of the plays uh, called. And um, these are some of the comments by Jack Sharkman. I'll try to, let me see if I can start this comment over again. Okay, so Jack Sharkman said from our Facebook group, the offensive coordinator should be replaced in London. Here's an economy class ticket back to the States. His predictable play calling is the main problem with the offense. All of the offensive talent we have is being squandered, according to Jack Sharkman. Lawrence is being held back 80% of the plays uh, called are to be um, receivers in the flat. Okay. Kirk makes uh, – <laughs> And I'd have to, you'd have to get out the, the contract in the bank book, but Jack Sharpman said Kirk, Kirk is making close to a million dollars a game. I think he said he's making $1 million a game, a game. He should be producing much more than four catches a game. Throw him the ball. The first three games where the Jaguars went two and one, he did make six catches each of the first three games. His production has been down a little bit um, since the first three games. He made a good catch in the fourth quarter, but not really throughout the game. So that's some of what Jack Sharkman said, four catches a game. He needs to be producing much more than four catches a game. Throw him the ball. Eight games, less than 500 yards at $250,000 per catch and $2 million per touchdown. We need more from him. Man, when you get the big contract, man, this is what you get. You get people saying, hey, you're making that big money. We need some production. You overpay for free agents, as most people know, to get some some players that you feel like can help put you over the top a little bit. Uh, Jack Sharpman went on to say, uh, but he needs to have the ball thrown to him. Again, let Trevor throw the ball. Then you got people out there saying they need to run the ball, right? That being said, Jack Sharkman went on to say that the defensive coordinator has cost us five fourth-quarter leads. That's five out of six of our losses this season, according to Jack Sharkman. Man, this is amazing stuff to listen to. These are you know, some of our uh, Facebook group folks in the BigJReport.com Facebook group. We'll talk more about the disappointing loss again. Jaguars losing in London, the Denver Broncos 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17, the Jaguars right before kickoff. They were favored by a point and a half, one and a half points earlier in the week was three points. A lot of money went on Denver is is what I imagine now. And the point spread went down to about one and a half points right before kickoff. Either way you look at it, no matter what the point spread was, the Jaguars lost to Denver. Denver 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. Jaguars now on a five-game losing streak, and the record is now two and six. We'll talk more about the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. We still got a high school uh, football, got a high school football scoreboard. Alex Nunry's high school football uh, reports from North Florida and surrounding areas. North Florida Entertainment and much, much more coming up. Uh, this is the Teal 
Shirt Report Podcast.